0: Good morning. This is the Tar Heel Gardener, and today we're going to talk about the last 40 years.
1: Each Saturday morning at this hour, WPTF presents John H. Harris, landscape architect, professor emeritus at North Carolina State University, and known from the mountains to the sea as the Tar Heel Gardener. For many years, about 40 as a matter of fact, Mr. Harris has made his experience and knowledge available to amateur gardeners in our WPTF listening audience. Special guests this morning, Mario Dell and Gary. Gary?
2: Thank you very much, Mike, and hello, everybody, and Uncle Maury. Good seeing you this morning. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, John. Good morning. Beautiful day. This is really, uh, this has always been your show, but this show is really your show. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking more about you and about reminiscing (laughs) with you because if the people have not heard and we have certainly talked about it a great uh, deal since the decision was made by you that uh, you were going to retire and uh, caught us all off guard. I'm not retiring. Oh oh, you're not retiring? No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) I'm just giving up this extracurricular activity. I I don't think I'm ever going to retire. You're still (laughs) going to be out fiddling in the garden, right? right. I understand, I understand. Uh, But we thought that this would be a golden opportunity For this being the last show, uh, to reminisce with you a little bit and to uh, talk about maybe some of your favorite moments that you can remember and uh, some of the highlights of your 38 years that you've spent here in this program. I know, uh, Mari, uh, one of the areas that I wanted to talk about because it meant so much to me. I'm I'm a buff of history. yes. And this station has a great history, of which John Harris is a very, very important part of. Right about that. Uh, For 38 years, has been the Tar Heel Gardener here on WPTF, and he's had the opportunity to do the show with a lot of people.
0: Now, I, I counted up the other day, Garrett. And I think I've done it with nine different uh, announcers
2: probably on the, a regular basis. Probably the one, though, that uh, I wanted to talk about first here because he's the one that I think meant the most to me than anybody else. Oh, and okay. maybe and maybe the one that did more shows with you. I don't know. But uh, I know when I first came here, he was doing the show with you. And for about 40 years was program director here at WPTF, Graham Pointer. I remember him so well. <clears throat> Matter of fact... The way he got started with me, he had to
0: substitute uh, a, a Saturday, too, and he enjoyed it so much, and so many people kidded him about some of the questions that we had coming in <laughs> that he took it on a regular basis, and for, as you said, many years, he worked with me I think uh let's see, Bill Jackson BJ was following him, I guess, or before right. him. I've forgotten which order they came in. The first man I remember was Jim Reed. Jim, Jim Reed. Reed. Yes. Way way back during the Victory Garden days.
1: That's what yeah. I wanted to hear yeah. talk about. The <laughs> Victory Garden days. The Victory Garden.
0: Yeah, we went out in the gardens and made uh transcriptions uh round Raleigh here with people who are doing an outstanding job in the Victor Garden, and Jim Reed.
2: So the show for a I, while was actually uh, on remote, so to speak. Then. A lot of them were, yes, uh-huh. in those days, right. How about that? Oh, that's yeah, great. And
0: it was, it was a garden show. We we, changed the, we it? changed the format several times. When it first started out, way back, we <clears throat> had to have a script. Everything was written out, and you had to leave a script with the station, and I carried a script with me. John, I remember it that it would not be a bad
1: idea if that were the case right now. Well, I mean, no, no. Not mean for us, not <laughs> yeah. for you.
0: Well, the way we changed that was interesting. One, one Saturday morning, my wife brought me down and put me out. She had to go somewhere and drove off with the script. And there I stood but about two minutes before the program started. So I ran up here. I think uh, Phil Ellis probably was uh, working with me at that time. And I came in all puffing and didn't have a single script. But I thought two or three questions on the way up on the elevator. <laughs> and we got along so well without a script that we decided we wouldn't have one. We got permission, and we didn't ever have hadn't had one since.
2: What great names you're mentioning, though. You mentioned Phil Ellis, one of the great newsmen ever here at the uh, station. Uh, You mentioned Jim Reed, of course, who back in the 50s and uh, 60s, and Sam Beard, another great newsman. Uh, And Jim Reed, of course, who back in the 50s and 60s was a great voice of sports, as well as uh, many other things here at WPTF, and uh, went on into the banking business uh, uh, for the latter years of uh, his life. And, of course, we mentioned Graham Pointer, who spent 40 years of his life here Mm -hmm. at this station as program director. And uh, my fondest memories are of him uh, and that era. You worked across the uh, street in the old building uh, when right. uh, when really the essence of what old radio and what an old radio, classic old radio station was all about, John.
0: I remember when, when Graham Pointer asked me to do this show on a regular basis. I did one and uh, listened, recorded it and listened to it and I said, I'll never go on there again. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him I'd take it on a regular basis. If he would... Uh, he would give me some training and, you know, how to talk on the radio. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I've got a staff that can do that. He says, I want you to talk about gardening. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a classic Graham Pointer. That's, a, that's just exactly the way that he talked to you, and uh, that's what he wanted. Of course, you, uh, you ended up talking about gardening better than anybody ever has here. Uh, uh, I don't
0: know about that, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, go- I'm really going to miss it. Well, I know that you have because I,
2: I, there
1: is never a day that goes by when I'm not at a mall, or visiting some club, or someone says, come and have dinner with us at so-and-so's, and they ask about you. Inevitably, they ask about John Harris, the Tar Heel guard.
0: Well, I'm, I'm reminded at this point uh, about the joke I told you a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many letters, uh, appreciation for the service that I've given and so forth, and so many telephone calls, that I told Mara before the show opened that I felt like this Presbyterian preacher that I heard about not long ago. He had stayed with this congregation about 30 or 40 years, and just worn out, and worn out the people. And he's a good fella, but everybody was just wishing he would retire and, and go on. So he finally one day announced that he was going to retire. This was going to be his last sermon. And everybody was just tickled to death, and yet he was a great fella, and they didn't want to hurt his feelings, so they gave him a big party, invited a lot of guests, and they gave him some nice gifts, and everybody got up and told what a wonderful fella he was. And then they called on him, and he got up and he said, you know, I just didn't know how much people appreciated me. And he says, I'm just not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) retire. So I I, uh, felt a little like that when I got all these letters and telephone calls. I believe I'll just continue, not stop. (laughs) But the decision has been made, and I just thought while I was ahead. uh, Another thing, Everybody, everybody I know... Has Saturday off, and I've never had Saturday uh, off. I want to see what it's like.
1: John's also retiring his dog. His dog. Uh-huh. His dog is retired, right? <laughs> yeah, she's
2: uh, she's gonna take it easy from now. <laughs> what did the dog do before? It's a bird dog. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Well, I still ask, John, what did the dog do before? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a dog that really worked. <laughs> yeah. This one well, worked. You well, to, this,
1: you one worked. With this one. Yes, a okay. good job. John's the only man I know that goes hunting with his dog and <laughs> <laughs> confessed that occasionally goes and never takes a gun, <laughs> which I think I is the
0: way to go the, hunting. Just go
1: for the fun of it.
2: That's great. Well, we're going to take a pause here. Incidentally, uh, Mike Raley, of course, sitting in with us as well here. Uh, Mike, if we get the opportunity and if a uh, few folks would like to say uh, – Uh, something to John or reminisce with him for a minute or two. We might be able to take a phone call or two if you'd like to call at 860-9783 or 1-800-662-7979. That is toll-free from anywhere in North Carolina. We'll continue with the Tar Heel Gardener show right after this.
1: L-O-V-E. This Valentine's Day, spell it with a beautiful blooming potted plant from Fairview Greenhouses. Lots of colorful ways to say I love you. Showy red hydrangea, gorgeous Gerber daisies, fluffy white mums trimmed in red, perky primroses, plus tulips, hyacinths, and pocketbook plants. Prices starting at two fifty. dollars Gift wrapping available for a small charge. Smart cupids, no-cut flowers, soon wilt and die. Show your valentine your love is lasting with a live blooming plant from Fairview Greenhouses, Holly Springs Road, between Penny Road and 1010.
2: Gary Dornberg back with Mario O'Dell, and of course, John Harris, a Tar Heel gardener, and uh, John... Uh, uh, we realize that uh, you'll be leaving the uh, station here and uh, this thing, and you, you, are, you are cutting back in several areas, but you're, you, you are not cutting back in your business. No, I'm going to continue as a
0: landscape architect because I love the work. And uh, all I'm going to do is cut out my Saturday to work.
2: I don't blame well, you Well, it's that leaves me my like everybody,
1: everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, i got to ask this. Look, what at this I,
2: look at the phone lines. Oh, right? yeah. What is the most
1: <laughs> often asked question that comes to mind of all the letters? And all the remarks people have made to it, and what's the most common mistake we make as home gardeners? that may well, be the most I often asked question That's I right. believe the
0: most uh, most common mistake is planting more than we can take care of okay Oh, yeah. <laughs> extending I can understand and the second uh, thing I believe we make, make a mistake we we don't keep up, but we don't do things on time, in other words we <clears throat> We get into a real serious problem before we identify it, like, for instance, uh, scale or insects on mm-hmm. plants. We don't notice it until the plant's
1: about dead. Yeah. If we could do things on time, prevent th- trouble, mm-hmm. that's our biggest problem, I believe. All right, what's the most common question you've been asked? Mm. Is it about their lawn? Uh, well, I get
0: more, more questions about lawns than anything else, but I believe how to control molds. With the head to Isn't list. that interesting? <laughs> I would have thought nematodes or anything but that. No, I think moles and how to keep rabbits from meeting plants, <laughs> and I never found a good answer for either one of them all these years. <laughs> Forty years and he's still trying no, to. But I, can, I hate
2: I to use this classic line that I used <laughs> with you for many years, because I always thought it was funny. The best way to control moles and hairs, it's easy. Cement your lawn and <laughs> paint it green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it slows them up. <laughs> it, it won't
0: slow them up. Well, I've had a lot of people say that they had their yard was so hard as many rocks that moles couldn't get in it, so that's another solution. Let
2: me ask him another question, too. Cause see, right. uh, He mentioned nine people have worked with him. I know I'm one of them, because I have done a lot of shows with John Harris over the years, and the Tar Heel Gardner. I've never, never ceased to be amazed. He would come in with the mail, yeah, and invariably the mail would involve boxes or big envelopes filled with dirt and clots. and uh, weeds, and everything else that you could imagine that uh, you couldn't even imagine could grow someplace, and he would would dump this stuff out, and it'd be out here. I was just curious, over 40 years, John, have you ever added up how much tonnage you've gotten in the mail? (laughs) No, but I'll tell you
0: an interesting thing. An interesting thing that happened a number of years ago. As you said, they come in in boxes all beat up, tied up with string, and most of the time it's a dead boxwood with the... Is the soil. And, and a little line what happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. reminds me of um, one big tear right on Chick, the leaves there Chick Parrish was a poultry specialist at the university and somebody wrote him one time and said when they walked out in the yard in the morning the chickens would be laying on the back with the feet sticking up what's wrong with them and he said dear madam he says I can't be sure but it sounded like they're dead
2: <laughs> <laughs> but what I started to say <laughs> that doesn't line on a lot of stuff yeah.
0: you got huh yeah <laughs> Uh, so I'd say though, one one particular day, I got this larger than usual box. It was very heavy. And I thought, uh-oh, here's another dead plant with a lot of dirt. Started not to even open. I thought I could just read the letter, you know, and tell what was wrong with that opening. But I decided I would open it, and when I opened it, somebody sent me a big country ham. So I've always oh, opened wow. all my packages. I always <laughs> open your mail. Yes. Right.
2: For every ten clods, there might be something—a uh, rose. Right. right. You never can tell. Well, the lines are all lit, John. Yeah. This is uh, this is great. Few, uh, you uh, know, you mentioned uh, nine <laughs> people again that have done the show with you. I bet I might have left
0: out some. I just remember. May have.
2: Uh, we didn't name them, but I'll lay odds that this gentleman, over the years that he spent at WPTF, probably did a show or two with you. Ned Champion. How are you? Gary, How you doing? Doing great. Uh, I would imagine over your career here at uh, WPTF, it spanned about two or three different visits. That you probably ended up doing a, at least one show with John Harris, did you? <laughs> oh, we at did. At least
3: one. Many, many, many pleasant uh, Saturday mornings with John.
2: John Ned, good to hear from you.
3: Good to good to know. Yeah, that, I remember
0: we did several several years together.
3: <laughs> I just wanted you to know that uh, my flowers will probably never be the same anymore, but then they never <laughs> were. <laughs> John, uh, happiness and success in whatever you choose to do, and we'll miss you.
0: Well, thank you, Ned. Appreciate you calling this thank morning. You, sir. Take thank you, care, you Nedley.
2: All right, bye-bye. Ned Champion, of course, who uh, worked here at the station back in the 70s and then even earlier than that back in the 50s for several years. And I would imagine that's probably where you ran into Ned more on the show that in the 50s, weren't you? That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So uh, that would be about uh, – it's hard to believe. You know, 38 years covers so much, John. John? Uh, uh, I imagine you've just got some great memories, don't you? Yeah, I really do.
0: I really do. I'm going to miss it.
2: Yeah. There are a lot of other folks I think I want to have a sentiment here with you, too. Hello, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? From Gulf,
4: North Carolina, Chatham yes. County. Yes. Hello, Mr. Harris. Yes. We've always appreciated you.
0: Well, I appreciate thank you. you. I, I thank you for all your nice letters. I wanted to get that in, too. That all the, that's one reason I kept doing this show so many years was the nice letters I got from people.
4: Well,
1: don't forget Chatham
0: County, then. Okay, I sure won't. Bye-bye. We're good Chathamites together.
2: Thank you, now.
1: I was born over
0: there, you know. Yeah, that's my home county. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I'm from Pittsburgh.
2: Okay, well, you know, uh, we might want to uh, just uh, mention very quickly, because we do, through the course of the show and the introduction and everything, about uh, the fact you were born in Chatham County, but uh, your education and everything is all here in North Carolina, too. North huh? Carolina State. Mm-hmm. I was uh,
0: at the university for, well, a number of years. Took an early retirement several years ago. I was out in the horticulture department. And while I'm on that subject, I would like to, uh, before I forget it, I'd like to thank, well, first, WPTF for carrying this program all these years and for, I don't know, uh, Gary, I guess 20 years or more. They carried it without a sponsor, just purely as a public service, and I appreciate that. But you
1: might explain, John, why there was some sort of regulation at that time at NC State or with state government workers or whatever. They could not have a sponsor. I couldn't have a sponsor. couldn't have a sponsor, sponsor, right. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I
0: also, as I said, want to thank all the listeners for the letters. I want to thank my wife for getting up and getting breakfast
1: for me every Saturday morning. (laughs) I don't want to forget that. (laughs) She she won't be mad with you now next Saturday
2: morning. Well, there were were so many nurseries, so many... uh, 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 plant specialists that uh, you know, commercial plant specialists in the area, they got around it by putting on what we call adjacencies. In other words, yes. they crowded in as close as they could to John, Show. and
0: two after. That's it.
2: Oh, I remember those very well. As a matter of fact, that that's also another memory that I have of doing the show for so so, so many times over the years. Uh, I was more of a substitute basis, although John and I did do it regularly for a little while. And then right. uh, I, I, I did it a whole lot as just coming in and working on Saturday mornings. But uh, uh, that's one of the memories I have as an announcer. And I, I'm, I'm sure you can relate with this, more oh, that yeah. uh, sometimes uh, some of the uh, nurseries in the area, would uh, advertise some things. My not being a gardener would advertise some things that were uh, totally Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the pronunciations therein. Now Graham Pointer used to get a used. Graham Pointer was a great perfectionist, and he used to get a great kick out of some of the pronunciations that you uh, he would hear. And uh, fortunately, John was always uh, there to help out, and uh, always, always not not only told me how to pronounce it, but told me generally what it was, <laughs> <laughs> so I could at least envision it in my mind. But uh, that's also something else that I I remember too are some of the great letters that uh, you've got. I, I
0: wanted to uh, thank one other group that's been such a help to me over the years, is out at NC State University. That's what I call my backup team the uh, folks in entomology and plant pathology. You know, people, I guess, uh, wondered how I could come up with an answer to some of these things, and it's because if I didn't know the answer, I would call up my friends out there, and I'd get the answer, see? That's great. So I want to thank them for their support over the years.
2: Hello, you're on the air with John Harris. Hello, John.
0: Hello. How are you this morning?
4: I'm fine, and I'm one of the old listeners, too. I used to listen to you
0: when Bill Jackson was with you. Oh, Oh, i've been listening a long time and when we were to the out banks a while i still could listen to you well that's great
4: no, we're, we're not we're not the old li- there, and, and like the rest say you made our day
0: you're not the old listener you just you've just been listening a long time yeah i'm one of <laughs> the old ones <laughs> i have yeah. been listening a long time right but, but i really
4: have enjoyed it and we'll miss it but we'll we, we enjoy the one that's taking your place
0: well i started to say you're going to have a good man too he won't take this show because he'll have his own show But Herb Herb Evans is a very qualified individual.
4: And, And, who I like him and Mike because they're close from where I used to live.
0: Oh, good, good. (laughs) Well, you continue listening. And,
4: look, I want to ask you right quick, I have this little heather plant that I got.
2: Boy, we're getting right down to business, John. And that one, do you reckon it'll come back?
4: This cold weather turned it brown. Do you reckon you will come back when the spring comes?
0: Yes, I wouldn't think that would be hurt too bad because that's a cold-weather plant. And so I would I would think it would survive. It may, it may, the top may be killed off, but I believe it'll come back from roots. Well, I appreciate it
4: because, like I said, I forgot about it when it was cold. I was thinking about other things, and I forgot
2: it. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Thank
4: you, and good luck. Take
2: Thank care, you. bye-bye. We're gonna take a break and be back with more with John Harris, the Tar Heel gardener.
1: This is Merlin Olson, and I'm holding something very beautiful, the FTD Flower Basket Bouquet for Valentine's Day. Fresh flowers in a delicate ceramic basket It's so beautiful, everybody's going to want to send it at the same time, right on Valentine's Day. Don't be left out. Send the flower basket bouquet so it arrives at least a day or two early. It's just too beautiful to miss. Call or visit your FTD florist today. Owen, happy Valentine's Day from FTD. I can handle it when my car breaks down, even when it costs an arm and a leg, but I just can't stomach my coffee anymore. If bitter coffee acidity keeps you from drinking as much as you want, try Kava instant coffee. Kava is real coffee with 90% of the acid neutralized. You'll enjoy the smooth, satisfying taste of Kava, cup after cup after cup. So if you can't stomach your coffee anymore, try Kava. It's 90% acid neutralized. Drink as much as you want. Unbeatable.
3: Farm is there. In the oldest phone book you can find, pick a state farm agent. Any agent. Now look in this year's phone book. Odds are that agent's still there. State farm agents are there long after they sell you auto, home, life, or health insurance. There to give you the answers and the service you paid for. In person. Why not call now? And
1: like a good neighbor.
3: You've got the number right there.
1: State farm is there. Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener, celebrating uh, his retirement from the Tar Heel Gardener only. Uh, and uh, it's 10 minutes until 9 o'clock, and we have several listeners online. Gary, did you have a question you want to ask before we go back to the phone? No,
2: because I think we have so many people waiting here right. on the uh, lines, they, they, will, they, will, they will end up reminiscing and uh, remembering <laughs> John better than I ever will. <laughs> yeah, well, boy, so yeah. we'll go ahead and let them do it. You're on the air with John Harris.
4: Mr. Harris. Yes. I remember you so well for your gardening, and I'm going to miss you. But the one thing that I'll never, that I'll always like you for is the way you pronounce the word G R A S S. My children used to fuss at me for saying Grice. <laughs> and one morning I heard you say Grice, and I said, Now listen here. Shall Charlie Cash can say Grice, I can say Grice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I've never been known to, for my uh, ability to speak. <laughs> Correct English. I just communicate.
2: <laughs> One aspect of John's show, and I don't think he ever failed on any show, no matter whether there was snow outside or whether 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 it was 110 degrees. He always had a work schedule for us. <laughs> Ed,
0: oh, yes. I tell you something else that I found out over the years. Uh, their husbands would tell about all the things I told them to do. They weren't listening. They were playing golf. To say out on tennis court,
3: <laughs> the wives were taking notes. They- I, I know you don't have time. I said, I, sure I, said
0: I didn't say those things. Your wife made those up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know you don't have time, but I wish you could share the story of how you go about selling bird dogs.
0: Oh well. <laughs> I'll
3: let others get on
2: the line. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you, uh, you, I don't know. Can you share that story with us so you can think about it?
0: Well, I don't know. It may take too much time. It'll take two or three minutes to tell it. Have we got that much time?
2: Sure. I don't
0: know. I'll yeah, see absolutely. why not. Like, well, they have always enjoyed this story, and I've I've told it many times, and I expect a lot of our listeners have heard it. But it's actual truth. It's actual story. I've always had bird dogs. We were talking a few minutes ago about bird hunting. And one one year I had two young dogs and an old dog, and the old dog had some bad tricks that I didn't want the young ones to pick up So I decided I would uh, get rid of it. They didn't want to sell it because I was attached to it. I wanted to give it to somebody right. So I uh, told a lot of people I had this dog that I would uh, Dispose of and they said how much you want for it? And I said I'll just give it to you. Well, let's say how old is it? And I say it was about eight years old which is getting kind of old for a bird dog and they'd, they'd start backing off. They said, well, I guess I ought to get one a little young. And I couldn't give that dog away. <laughs> so I told my wife I was going to sell it, since I couldn't give it away. She said, what you going to ask for it? I says, I'm going to put an ad in the paper. And that was way back when $10 was about equal to 100 now. I said, I'm going to run the ad in the paper. And uh, the first man that calls, it's going to be $10. And I'm going up $10 every call that comes in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Human psychology. Yeah. I love it. So the
0: first man called and they said how much do you want for it? I said ten dollars. He said well, I might come by and look at it And so it went on all day and I'd gotten up to a hundred dollars <laughs> About four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> Nobody had said for sure they wanted it. I said first come gets the dog and about dark somebody rode up to come look at the dog Well, I opened the gate and the dog took out across the yard, I had him under good control. I hollered one time, they came right back, went back in the pen, he says, I'll take him. <laughs> Reached in his pocket for his pocketbook, I didn't know whether he was going to give me 10 or 100.
4: <laughs>
0: man pulled out $10, first man that called. I went back in the house and the telephone was ringing, and it was a $100 do- uh, man saying he's coming after my dog. I said, I just sold it for $10. <laughs> so that's my dog story. <laughs>
1: That's a that's a good ninety dollar lesson. They they have something to it.
0: If you (laughs) if you've got something worth something, you can sell it. A lot better if you put a reasonable price on it and try to give it away.
2: That's exactly true. Hello, you're on the air, John Harris.
3: Hello, I just wanted to tell Mr. Harris that the thing that I admired most about his show was that if he didn't know, he said so. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of experts, but I've never really heard an expert say I don't know. They hedge around uh, some way or other and pat it up and and just say I don't know. Now I must add that of course he did call in his backup team. And he said I don't know, but if you take this out to so and so, they might be able to help you. But it's the first time <laughs> I had ever heard an expert say I don't know.
0: Well, that's because I didn't know. <laughs> a lot of the, uh, lot of the time.
3: He's in Gary now, but I can't imagine Gary ever saying on a sports show. I don't know.
0: Well, he, I,
2: he, he knows. He, he doesn't have to so say that. I, oh, I do so about that. I, I opened up the show with that <laughs> qualification. <laughs> 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 well, Mr. Harris, we're going to miss you
3: because we have built our Saturdays around uh, 830 in the morning. Sometimes we're eating breakfast. Sometimes we're just doing little things, but we always listen to it everywhere, every time that we're in Raleigh.
2: Well, I'll I tell you what I'm going to do for all these gardeners out there when Irv takes over the show. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to tell Irv, look, no matter what you do on the show, you've got to give these people work. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to watch out for you. Okay. <laughs> well, Please. thank you for
3: a lot of good entertainment, Mr. Ellis. And Even though I don't do everything you said, even though I didn't follow your rules, I've enjoyed gardening under your tutelage, and uh, we, we do have a reasonably good garden.
1: Well, thank
0: you so much for calling. I appreciate those kind words. All
2: right, sir. Thank you now. Bye-bye. we got time for one more quick one. Yep. You're on the air. we got about a minute. Okay. Go ahead.
4: Mr. Harris? <laughs> yes? I just want to tell you that I'm going to miss you. I've, I've had breakfast for you, with you for many, many years, <laughs> and now I won't have anybody to have breakfast with. Oh, yes, you sure. we
0: will. We'll be thinking about you anyway.
4: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Irv Evans Start will be your here.
2: Or program. Irv, Irv, Irv Evans will be here. Irv
0: is going to do a good job. I know you're going to enjoy it.
4: Well, thank you.
2: Thank you for Jim, calling thank in. You. Bye-bye. But, you know, that really is a sentiment of uh, many thousands of people who listen to you and still listen to you all the time here on, yeah. the, uh, on the station. They are going to miss you. It's going to be it's going to be a void no matter, no matter you know, Irv is going to have to take another 38 years with us <laughs> to build That's up right. the reputation. That's right. Man. Boy, I, I,
1: he may not show up next Saturday if you put <laughs> the it that years. Way here. I, <laughs> I told John, uh, the gal from the newspaper called. there was a very nice article by Melanie Sills in this morning's paper about John. and It really was a nice article. And she called me and she said, how long has he been doing? And I told her, she said, what do you think? I said, if somebody told me that they wanted me to come down here every Saturday morning at 8.30 for 38 years, <laughs> I I don't think I could do it. Uh, But I I also have a a short attention span, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I
0: said before, it's the the,
1: uh, reward of of having people
0: call in and having such nice letters and such nice listeners that keeps me going
2: well John there's no way that uh, we could even begin to repay or to uh, say thank you adequately for the 38 years and for the uh, loyal membership uh, and listenership that you've built up over that time and uh, how much you've meant to uh, our entire listening community which covers most of North Carolina and all these people who have been trying to get in this morning that haven't been able to well, the only thing we can do is uh, is just to say thank you and uh, to give you uh, sort of a uh, a present of the uh, coming age, so to speak. Uh, we have an AM stereo, a Sony AM stereo, which happens to have a little FM on it too. But uh, well, we'll forgive it. For yes, that. that's right. <laughs> okay. But it, it really is a beautiful, beautiful radio, and we want to uh, give this to you as a token of our thanks. And Mari has something special. We have a a, a small plaque here, John, and it, nobody can put into words
1: just one or two. Words how we feel it's like losing a member of our family. I think that was best expressed by our president But on the plaque it says John Harris the Tar gardener Thank you for 40 years of dedication your friends at WPTF radio and we put this date on it And I hope you'll treasure this and the radio well, yeah, If be- I don't drop it and break it yeah. before you get it John.
0: Thank you, Mari. Yes, I sir. can't begin to uh
1: to thank WPTF
0: and for you two especially to come down this morning and get out of the bed and uh, <laughs> reminisce with me on this our it,
2: Excuse me, Gary. I was just going to say we're just about out of time, but okay. I do want to end this way, that this is Gary Dornberg, and this is Mario O'Dell, and more importantly... And this is a Gardner saying, keep them growing. Good night, folks. In touch with the Triangle, WPTF
1: Radio 680, Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill.